Hey guys, before we get started with the show, you know what it is. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Hit us up on YouTube. You can watch our handsome boy faces talk about goofy shit. <laughs> We're going to do some shout outs. I got to give a shout out to Tiger Fang Video, the friend of the show. He started up a little uh, video store. He says, we're the type of mom and pop video store you remember going to as a kid. Super fun. Uh, selling rare imports, Japanese import DVDs, video games, some toys. There are a lot of cool things on here. Uh, there's like a foot tall Batman, like one of those classic Michael Keaton Batman toys he just sold. A lot of Blu-rays, some really cool stuff. So if you are looking for some unique movie toys, imports, posters... Maybe some uh, Jason hockey mask. Maybe some video games. Check it out. Tiger Fang Video. That's on Instagram. Tiger.Fang.Video. Do him a favor. Do the show a favor. Thank you so much. Uh, I also give got to give a big shout out to one of our new listeners. Uh, this is a guy I met at work, but this is Zach Burkett. Welcome, welcome to the launch pad, buddy. I really appreciate you listening. You can check him out tonight, Wednesday, June 9th on the Movie Trivia Schmodown Tournament. This is round two of the semifinal match. Gotta check it out. This guy knows his stuff. I saw him wearing a Jason shirt, and we started chatting it up, and he knows his horror movie stuff, knows his movie stuff. Hopefully, he does a great job in the Movie Trivia Schmodown. It'll be pretty fun to check out anyway. But yeah, those are the shout-outs. People have been hitting us up on Instagram. I've been getting some really good messages uh, with some really good recommendations, but I have to buy a bunch of like vinegar syndrome. Uh, they're having their like Memorial Day I was sale. just going to say, they're having their sale, right? Oh, yeah. So now I'm like, oh, got to rush and buy all this crap before it's too late. But it's like, is it going to be too late or is it just going to be like more expensive? I got to give a big shout out again to Zeniku Wolf. He was the one who turned me on to this like homegrown horrors box set. And it has some movies on it that like look ridiculous. Basically just looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. Homegrown horrors. It's these three movies that are like super independent and like way outside of studio systems. And these people probably didn't really know how to make a movie, but they did their goddamn best. And apparently these movies are ridiculously weird and like. Are they contemporary, like new ones or old ones? Uh, like, like, they're like 90s. Like, when people finally had the ability to make movies on their own, like this one movie, uh, Snow Beast, is it called? Winter Beast has like claymation in it. It has like suit work. It has a bunch of like homebrew gore. I, I'm on board. So we're going to try and check that out. Mm, okay. I'm excited. But yeah, keep telling us, like, if there's a movie you saw it and you're like, you got to watch it. Let me know. Hit us up. We'll try. We'll do. We'll do our best. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, we like we like homework. We give you guys homework sometimes. So we'll take yeah. we'll take homework. And I always call this fun homework. Everyone's like, "What are you doing tonight?" I'm like, "Homework." They're like, "Oh, that sucks." Like, "Oh no, no it's podcast homework. It's podcast homework." I mean, I have to watch like seven Godzilla films. Yeah, by that's what I was say. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to everybody who's been helping us with the crash list. Much appreciated. Uh, the smash list. I. <laughs> correct myself i've been working nights sorry guys i've been up like for a week straight so if i seem tired i am got my uh, bizarro launch pad shirt on if you go to our website you can buy merch it's cool uh but yeah let's get on with the show ignition sequence start six five four three two one zero all engine running liftoff we have a liftoff Oh, 
Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. Matt. Today we're doing a little What Have You Been Watching? We haven't caught up on movies in a long time, and I got two that I'm super pumped to talk Dude, about. Dude, I've been dying because I've actually I've watched a bunch that I wa- like a bunch that I want to talk about. Some I liked, some I didn't like. Well, kick it off, man. Hit me with one that you liked. Right. This is one of those movies that, for me, has always been like, a, why is nobody talking about this? 1998 Fallen with Denzel Washington. Have you seen it? Oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Is Have on you my seen it? Side. I love this movie. This is one of those movies. And you're like the first person who I've ever said that. And not only like new. Well, this is why you and I fucking do a podcast every week, right? Because like (laughs) I said that to Amanda once I was like he and I are just always on the same nerd page I was like there's very few things that you say that I'm like I'm not familiar with that there's one or two but for the most part we're really pretty much in sync can I give you one other example of why we're good roomies Um, (laughs) because we fucking solve crimes together together. yes no but when we're driving down the street if you and I were just walking down the street and I'd be like Matt Check out those like eight creepy little kids over there. You would already be like, yeah, they right. are creepy. Yeah. Currently, when I say that, most people are like, what, where, huh, what? And right. nobody sees it. But for whatever reason, whenever you and I are in sync about something, <laughs> hey, did you see that creepy clown on the roof? Yeah, that was creepy. But like, if well, I like, if that, we see something yeah. too, a lot of us will go to make the same joke about the same. Like, yeah. we both see the kids, and it immediately makes us think of Village of the Dam. So we both turn to each other at the same time. And we're like, I was just gonna say that. But like, <laughs> most of the time, like if I say something, I'm like, oh man, did you see that clown on the roof? My wife be like, what? Where? Huh? Huh? And she can't. Where see are it. you? That there's clowns on the roof. Maybe that's the problem. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good example of weird shit that I see that I feel only you would notice and have the joke. <laughs> like, not only would you notice, but I wouldn't even have to say the joke. You'd just be like, yeah, you'd be like, I guess. And it's one of the, like, you and I can deconstruct a situation or a person real quick. Like, if you see someone walking in and you're going to turn to me and make fun of them, we're going to be making fun of the same thing. Whether yes. it's a movie reference or TV reference or just, you know, a reference to something that we've both been through or whatever, we would say the same shit. But yeah. Um, exactly. But I'm glad you're with me on this one because this, for me, Fallen is one of those, like, I just, I don't know anybody else who talks about it. It's 1998. If you guys haven't seen it, it's um, Denzel Washington, John Goodman, Donald Sutherland, the guy who played Casey Jones in the original Ninja Turtles movie. And Denzel Washington has been hunting the serial killer and they catch him. At the beginning of the movies, they catch him and he's in jail and he's... (laughs) You guys got to watch the YouTube because Rumi has a Casey Jones figure of this guy. He's a that guy actor who's in a ton of shit. Some of it big and you never know his name or what he does. Um, but you introduce to him in a jail cell and Denzel Washington comes in and he's, you know, a big hype serial killer like uh, um, Hannibal Lecter type style. But he's doing weird chants and voodoo shit. And then he creepily touches Denzel Washington's hand while chanting. And then they uh, gas him and he's singing time. He's on my side of the Rolling Stones. And uh, as the movie continues, we as the audience pick up very quickly that that guy's soul left his body and entered a guard in that prison. You know what it is, right? He can transfer. This is Jason goes to hell, but done way better. Yeah, that's true, right? (laughs) Which, yeah, because Jason Jason goes to hell should not be transferring bodies. Like that's not Jason's deal. But anyway. This is done well. It's really quickly you as the audience understand that that's what's happening. It takes Denzel Washington a long time to figure out. It's uh, voiceover narrated by Denzel Washington's character the whole time. I mean, not the whole time, but he pops in and out. Um, and it's just like a tight little thriller. And I really, really like it. And it's 
should we spoil the end? It's one of those endings where like when it got to the ending, it did a reveal like, aha. And I totally was blindsided. I was like, fuck. Yeah. yeah all the drop clues it. This, this came out in the 90s. If you guys it's hadn't great. seen it. <laughs> yeah. Get, get on it. It's so, Even though you, know, you specifically were like, nobody's seen this movie and now you're going to spoil it. It starts. Yeah, I guess like, honestly, this is one of those things we just talked about giving each other homework and, and uh, homework movies at the beginning of the, of the episode. Watch this movie it's and good. then listen to the rest. It's, of this. it's really but good. Is he's it? chasing this killer the whole time and the, the killer is taunting him and getting close. He the, there's a needless relationship he forms with a woman whose father uh, his life had some parallels to what Denzel, what's happening in Denzel Washington and his father killed himself in this cabin. So he goes to her for some answers sometimes, but it feels like a very forced subplot slash faux romance. And the big thing with the killer is every time you realize there's a new killer in in a new body, it's the, you know the spirit transferring. He sings the Rolling Stones song, and that's like the. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and he's I don't killing remember... like the killer will do something in a new body, something yeah. creepy or killer like. And then they'll kill that character with the new body. Yeah. So Denzel Washington is kind of daisy chaining these bodies, trying to figure out, you know, what the what the thing is. And slowly but surely, I don't remember. Oh, slowly but surely, Denzel Washington starts to be like, "Is this the fuck?" Like they thought it was a copycat of the guy they just right, executed. Right. He starts, but then they start to catch it's on. It's magic. not. It's more than that. So yeah, magic. this woman's father, I think, like had something to do with the magic, tried to combat the magic and the soul jumping and shit, and ended up killing himself in this forest, but everyone in this cabin. Gory? I don't remember if it's super no. violent or not. No. No, no, no. Very much not not okay. violent or super violent at all. But, but cool. pretty good and like definitely a good cat and mouse thing where, you know, there's a couple times where we know this random character is now inhabited by the killer. Denzel Washington doesn't know. There's a couple really cool scenes where Denzel Washington is on the street and the killer is jumping from body to body to body, like, you know, five bodies in a minute. Boom, boom, boom. All around Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington starts to catch on that that's happening and is trying to track him in a couple of these scenes. Pretty good. You got John Goodman plays another detective in the in the department. And uh, Donald Sutherland plays the chief of, you know, police or the commissioner or whatever. He, he's their boss. And when Den- so th- the movie starts with Denzel Washington's narration being like, you know, shit's weird and there's a lot of stuff in the world no one knows about. He's like, oh, let me tell you about the time I almost died. And then it gets into the story and, and it's very ambiguous. He's saying a lot of stuff throughout and it's a lot of voiceover narration during you watching Denzel wa- Washington's character do things. At the end of the movie, he figures out that this woman's husband or, or sorry, father had gone to this cabin to try to isolate himself from other people so that he can combat this force that was jumping from body to body to body. Um, and it's like the demon, essentially. So yeah. the guy who was the serial killer that was caught and then Casey Jones, he may or may not have actually been a serial killer, but he was inhabited by this demon that is now has a hard on for Denzel Washington. So Denzel Washington goes back to that same cabin and you know, kind of invites, like he makes it known that he's going there so that the spirit can come. And who shows up but John Goodman and Donald Sutherland. But it's played, I think John Goodman comes out first and we think it's him to begin with because of a last scene. So he walks up and Denzel Washington confronts him and they're in this snowy ass cabin in the middle of the woods and he knows that there's no one around them. And I and so, <laughs> you in the snowy oh, cabin. If you haven't watched our uh, listen to our bodyguard episodes, you you definitely need to stop well, this episode now and go listen. Yeah, because bodyguard always ends in the snowy cabin in the woods. Um, um, he re- he rents it from Whitney Houston 
Right, right, right. On, yeah, well, on, Whitney on Houston and Denzel Washington, I feel like they would know each other, right? Don't you think? I mean, maybe. It's a timeshare. They have a timeshare together <laughs> up in the woods. Imagine you're Whitney Houston in a timeshare presentation. <laughs> you roll your eyes and you look over and it's Denzel Washington. And you're like, well, if he's thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so Denzel Washington walks out all confident because he's now he thinks he's got this possessed John Goodman character. And then Donald Sutherland comes out and they play it off for a couple minutes. You don't know who is the possessed. One of them is possessed, but yeah. you don't know who it is. And as that starts to play out, um, eventually John Goodman turns and shoots Donald Sutherland. I think it is. So then you're like, oh, he was the possessed one. And um, Denzel Washington shoots at him and he's like, uh, I, you know, I'll kill you. I'll kill you now and I'll stay, I'll stay away. And the killer, as he's leaving John, he, he gut shots John Goodman. And he says, I'm going to leave now and you're going to die here. And the killer's like, well, I'll possess you. And when the killer possesses Dan, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington reveals that, oh, no, no, it's before that. Denzel Washington poisons himself with a poison cigarette. So John Goodman is possessed by the spirit. The spirit's going to about to leave John Goodman to go into Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington's like, we're in the middle of nowhere and I just poisoned myself. So you can get into me if you want, but we're going to die. And this, you could see the look in John Goodman's face, the spirit's face. He's like, fuck, you, out, you outgunned me, man. I didn't think about this. So now the spirit needs to get out of this wilderness. There's nothing around. So it goes into Denzel Washington. You watch Denzel Washington start to die while being possessed. They threw the car keys in the, in the forest. So now Denzel, a possessed Denzel Washington is looking for those car keys and he starts to die and he falls over. And the voiceover narration kicks in and it goes, remember at the beginning of the story, I told you about the time I almost died. And you see there's a POV that's the spirit leaving a body. The spirit leaves a body and goes up to a cat that's been lurking around the house. Mm. So it goes into the cat. So the spirit is now in the cat and theoretically, you know, can go on and do whatever. Mm. But it, it was one of those things. I completely forgot about that line at the beginning of the story. Um, it was set up perfectly. And now I just rewatched it last week and I've seen it a bunch of times, but I rewatched it with that ending in mind. And I really paid attention to that voiceover narration. Yeah. And it clearly works for Denzel Washington's character, right? It was written that way on purpose. But when you know and you rewatch it, you can clearly see that the you know the demon could also be saying all those those lines throughout the movie. It's really good, and it's one of those movies. It's not special. It doesn't deserve any awards. But Donald, Donald Sutherland, John Goodman, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington had this weird, quirky, slightly possibly mentally handicapped brother. Does an amazing job. Everybody just does a great job in the movie. It's a pretty simple but tight enough script. And the story is good enough that I got like, it's one of those movies I forgot I was watching a movie and just was in it, you know, yeah. that way at the end, I got surprised by that shit. It was good. I like it a lot. This wasn't one that I was going to talk about, but when I saw Frailty, I felt the same way. Like a movie, it's like, yes, why isn't exactly. this way more popular? Exactly. Like, That's on my list to watch. I even convinced so far kind of Amanda to watch that with me and she never watches shit like that. You, you've I seen told it her the though, premise right? of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's great. And I, you agree. Well, you hit that end. That's another one that at the end of Frailty, there's like, aha, but this. And you're like, I was like, okay, you got me. Like, I, I'm not hard to get per se, yeah. but usually I can see some shit coming. Both of those movies were like, damn, I didn't, I wasn't thinking that. And for those who don't know Frailty, it's a movie where there's a murderer. He's a psychopath, serial killer thing. And uh, the movie opens at this, these police are like shutting down the station for the night. It's late. And uh, Matthew McConaughey comes in. He's like, you guys got a joint? And they said, no, we don't. We're cops. And he goes, be a lot cooler if you did. 
No, that's not. <laughs> but <laughs> um, he shows up being all Matthew McConaughey, like super cool. And he's like, hey, um, my brother is a serial killer. And they're like, whoa, how do you know? He goes, because my dad was a serial killer. And they're like, awesome. wait, what? And he's like, I'll tell you the story. And so it goes into this flashback about these two little boys and Billy Paxton shows up and he's as the lead right aside from from mcconaughey he's the lead he directed it too i want to say oh i don't know about that but okay we're gonna it's on my list right now we're gonna look it up right now um so so frailty 2001 film so bill paxton is the dad right and he is he thinks he hears angels he's like god talked to me and we have to kill some demons and the little boys are like sure dad he's like no no check it out and he gives them some bullshit proof, but the younger brother is like, I'm on board. Kill demons. Let's do this. And, the and these are com- kids' kids, not like teenagers. They're little kids. kids. Little kids. Yeah, directed by Bill Paxton. Fuck, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That gives me a new respect for him because he also carries the movie. He is the lead in all the, the most of the movie's flashbacks of McConaughey's story, right? Yeah. And so then young McConaughey, it's not McConaughey. It's, it's, you know, he's telling the story. A, a child plays him. He's a little bit older, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine. He's like, uh, I don't know. My dad's being a little nuts, but whatever. It's harmless right now. Then his dad's like, God sent me a weapon. He sent me a vision to find a weapon to destroy the demons. And he shows up with this fucking axe. And you're like, oh shit. And he basically convinces his two young sons. To help him kidnap people and murder them, and the yeah, the demons are people. The demons are people. Yeah, and and kids are like, Dad, that's just Mister Whatever. What's his face who works at the grocery store? He's like, No, he looks like Mister What's His Face, but he's a demon. And when we kill him, he's going to keep saying that he's not a demon, but we know he's a demon, right? And they're like, Yeah, which is fucked on so many levels. And the movie doesn't the movie do a really good job of playing it ambiguous, so you don't know like. He might be actually getting messages from God to kill demons. Yes. But also he might be crazy. The movie doesn't, I don't even know at the end of it, but it does for a long time does not give you any leeway of which way it is the actual truth, right? And they don't give you a lot of leeway. And the whole thing is the horror of this slightly older brother being like, oh my God, my dad's murdering people and him trying to convince his younger brother and his younger brother like telling on him. Yeah, because then the dad knows at some point that the older brother is like talking about it and stuff, right? Fuck. And so he makes him dig a pit and you're like, oh God, he's like, dig, dig a pit. And you're like, is he digging his grave? Mm -hmm. And he digs basically a grave and he's like, dig it deeper. And they dig it deeper and then they drag their, um, like their shed on top of it and build like a secret bunker under the shed for them to like kill demons in demon killers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's such a so good movie. fucked up. Yeah. It's really fucked up. And then the end has a great twist where you find out, Oh, you don't know whose point of view you've been following this whole time. And like, this is actually the younger brother. It's cle- like clever yeah. is the best way. And it's again, so good. that's a good comparison. Both <laughs> fa- fallen and frailty are those movies that like you and I know them. And I feel like a lot of the circles that you and I talk and hang out and look, let's do this. Listeners, raise your hand. If you've watched, watched either of those movies, raise your hand. If you've heard, raise your hand. If you've heard either of those, but those are definitely movies. I guarantee if you watch them, maybe you won't have like a boner about them, but you'll be like, that was good. And why didn't more people talk about it? Which is, I guess you could do a study on like when it was released first, what else was released around it and stuff like that. Frailty's 2001. And I feel like it's a smaller film for the 2000s. Well, because Kubrick's 2001 was right around that time as well. <laughs> but it's definitely like it. And, you know, they both of them were small movies or, you know, they were both 
you know, uh, a studio pictures and stuff, but like they weren't blockbusters or had anything huge. But like, you think Fallen, Denzel Washington, John Goodman, Donald yeah. Sutherland's an actor, but not a name that pulls people in. Goodman, maybe to a certain extent. Denzel Washington, he puts huge seats, right? Huge, huge star. One mm. of the biggest. Like I one love of the those biggest movies. Stars. I love those that, movies a lot. Good pull, man. Really good pull. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, James Gandolfini's in it too. Oh, that's right. Yes. And it's one of those movies, you watch it and you're just like, there's so many things here. Why aren't more people talking about? And it's not great. It's definitely not great. It's not God, It's not Godfather or anything like that. And it doesn't deserve awards. But it's one of those movies that <laughs> it's like... It's not Paddington 2. Doesn't deserve <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I tell you a Paddington 2 story? So if, for those who don't I, know... I've been uh, waiting for you. Pa- Paddington 2 beat out The Godfather for being the best reviewed film of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And it just lost that title this week because one review, one person was like, Paddington, I don't like cuddly bear movies. Thumbs down. Okay. So... Do you think uh, it was Francis Ford Coppola? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Francis Ford Coppola was feeling a little jelly 30 30 plus years after his Godfather film. How great of a character, right? If you could write a character who is everything that Francis Ford Coppola is, but petty enough to bomb a Paddington (laughs) 2 review. (laughs) Just to knock it off the top spot. Just for that reason. Uh, so it, it was in Atlanta. We were getting ready for the um, like the rap party last season for Walking Dead. And my supervisor's in town. And we like to pal around. We like to go out, check out stuff. And we were like going to go out on the town. Hey, let's go. Let's go tear it up in Atlanta. And I, we're at his hotel room. We're getting ready. And we we're like, let's go. Okay. But Paddington 2 was on the TV just randomly. Just turned on the TV. That was what was on. And so two grown men standing in a hotel room watch Paddington 2, and every five minutes, like, yeah, okay, but we should go, and then be like, oh, what's going to happen here? And we stood there and watched the entire fucking movie because, like, we didn't even sit down because we were like, okay, we got to go, we got to go, but we're so engrossed (laughs) in this fucking bear who likes marmalade. It was so charming, so charming, so, like, just pure joy and happiness. Did you and this dude hug at the end? No. Uh, No, yeah, no, we couldn't even look at each other because we were crying because it was so happy. So much (laughs) The bear is in prison in Paddington too. It's like a prison movie. If you can get, can you imagine if Shawshank Redemption, like, um, you know, he, he wins all the prisoners over with marmalade and cookies and stuff. <laughs> like, Does someone just, threaten to jam a screwdriver in Paddington's ear if it doesn't blow him? <laughs> That's in the director's cut. Then I was going to say it's the wrong bear, but I was going to say, oh, bother. <laughs> I don't know what Paddington sounds like, but. Uh, it's it's a purely joyful film. Like, I'm imagining like a nude Paddington Bear because Paddington <laughs> Bear had a raincoat on with a hat, right? Yeah, he had a hat on. I'm imagining he has no raincoat on, so he's naked, but he's still got the hat in the shower <laughs> and like a bunch of other... I mean, well, when he goes to jail, does he go to people jail? Yeah, he's in people jail. It's, it's not bear, bear jail. Yeah, he, He's in people jail surrounded by it's like the white supremacists. criminals. Yes. The white supremacists come up to him in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Jewish bear? Yeah. <laughs> so then so then they get him. So he, he wins him over with good cooking and marmalade and, you know, just pure joy and happiness. I mean, the, su- it's, the white supremacists. Yeah. All of them. Everyone. Even the hard murders. <laughs> even even the one Do that's they let like, you cook in prison. I cross four county lines wearing her head as a hat. <laughs> Petty oh, bears mother. like I like hats, too. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. They turn into like a big bakery. It's look. 
it's a dumb movie knows how prisons work no it's a dumb movie but it's pure joy and happiness like you can't not be mad at it so whatever but i didn't want to talk about paddington too but it's a funny story because there's two grown-ass men it kind of sounds like you did (laughs) we're gonna go out we're gonna go out drinking in atlanta having a good time you know like just just have and it was like nope paddington too took over (laughs) that's how that night went right now your your supervisor is hitting his unsubscribe button he's like no 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 i'm not listening to this nonsense he's like it was some other supervisor it wasn't me i was yeah not me man <laughs> so I want to talk about Army of the Dead. Can we talk about Army of the right. Dead, bro? Yeah, Just yeah. Came it's out. the new Netflix Zack Snyder movie. Zack Snyder zombie movie. Number Zack one. Snyder. Is it fucking twelve hours long? It's two and a half. It's three hours long. Yeah, it's fucking long. Does it need to be? Or not does it need to be? Is it fun or do you feel it? Uh I didn't feel it. I had fun. Okay. But right. I did not watch it all in one go because I have a seven month old. <laughs> so there was interruptions, sure, but I liked it. Um, it certainly does I'm not imagining need to... you watching it with Sammy. Yeah. Your, what'd you say, seven month year old? Yes. Yeah, I'm imagining you watching with Sammy and she's like, ugh, another slow mo scene. It does not need to be two and a half hours long. It absolutely does not yeah. need to be that long. But it was fun. It's not the worst zombie movie I've seen this month. You know, like, like sure. Yeah. Yeah. Know, like, it is not a bad zombie movie. It's great special effects. Like, the VFX are amazing. I actually was super impressed with it. Um, it's dumb. Like to get his supervisor in a hotel room. <laughs> Army of the Dead is dumb, okay? But it's got a zombie tiger. And like, look, when you talk about a movie like uh, Zombie, Fulci Zombie, and sure. you're like, there's a shark that fights a zombie. The rest right. of the movie can suck. The right, shark right, fighting right. a zombie scene? Yeah, luckily, I'll buy it for that. Yeah, luckily that movie's sweet. This movie has a zombie tiger who fucks people up, and it's pretty damn violent and pretty cool. Worth worth the watch for the t- zombie tiger alone. So basically, Dave Batista. The movie starts with like a cool like montage of Dave Batista escaping Vegas as all these zombies. This zombie outbreak happens, and the movie opens with like a a, a military convoy with a big like safe on the back of a truck that has like locks all over it, and you know it's like don't open this shit, and they're like trying to figure out what they're hauling. Meanwhile, it keeps cutting back to this like newly married couple and they're she's blowing him while he's driving the car and he crashes into the convoy. The convoy flips open, the big crate busts open and a zombie comes out and tears up the army guys <laughs> and they turn into zombies and they march towards uh, Vegas. Basically, in this opening title sequence, they're like Vegas gets walled off because everybody inside's fucked. They wall it off with shipping containers and now like Vegas is done. We just. We're, we're giving up on it, and we're going to bomb it. They're going to drop a nuclear bomb on it, and that's going to be the end of Vegas and get rid of all the zombies. Great. Cool. So Dave Bautista, who we see through the opening title sequence, was this like army guy who helped rescue people, and him and his team helped rescue people out of Vegas while the fall was happening. Uh, the rest of the world isn't doing so well, but it's not zombie apocalypse. So this guy shows up, and he's like, hey, Dave Bautista... I need you to break into my casino and steal all this money and bring it out before they blow it up. And he's like, cool, I'll put a team together. He's like, you're going to need a safe cracker, the best in the world. And I'm like, wait, it's your casino. Don't you have the, like, <laughs> the combination? Nope, we got to get a safe cracker. Cool. All right. I'm going to get all these other people together. Great. Okay. He gets a team of badasses. Super cool. Then he's like, oh, uh, my daughter helps out at this refugee camp of all these people who are stranded at the border of Vegas. 
Okay, we have the the classic daughter plot. Oh where, my god! Even this review is three hours long. <laughs> yeah. So the daughter is like, "I'm going with you to help find a friend," and you're like, oh, "I hope this doesn't go badly." It sure does. They get in there. Some cool shit happens. There's these alpha zombies that are like different. They're like smart and fast, and they're like ah. And there's like boring like regular zombies too, but like the new fast ones are super dangerous. Anyway, they break into the casino. Shit's going down. People are getting killed. It's cool. But there's like this weird shit where they keep finding bodies that are them, but dead. Like. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. But they never explain it. Some people online are like they're in a time loop. Okay, but that's not what happens. Oh, in the, the movie, movie doesn't. I, I, like they don't explain it at all. Nope. They literally are like who are those people? And they're like, it's us from an alternate timeline. Wouldn't that be like the greatest surprise? We wake up and it starts all over again. Proceed with the movie. Wait, what? Literally. <laughs> what? Okay, great. Then, That's like when you're reading a book, like a, a book and like two or three pages stick together and you go to the next page and you're like, wait, what? That doesn't, what? Did I, yeah. What did I miss? Yeah. So I guess the movie's a time loop, but maybe not. Who knows? They skipped over it. Um, then you find out that one of the guys who they sent in to be part of the team, who's like their, their like monitor, he works for the casino owner is like, ha ha. He doesn't give a shit about the money. He came in cause he wants one of these super zombies heads. And I go, wait a fucking second. You're mercenaries who do jobs for money. He's paying you to rob a bank when you could have just paid him to paid them to get a zombie head. If you were like, Hey, I'll give you $2 million to get a super zombie head. They would have been like, sure. He was like, hey, I'll give you $2 million to break into my safe and go get the money. And they're like, sure. Like it, yeah, like why subterfuge? Why, why send mercenaries who do jobs for money on a fake That's mission? That's their job. Yeah, literally you could have been like, I want a super zombie head. And they would have been like, cool, how much are you paying us? That's their job. I, I, so fucking confusing, but whatever. Zombie tiger, awesome zombie action, cool shooting and shit happening. And it goes to shit. Was the zombie tiger also trying to break into the safe? Was there something in the safe that the zombie tiger wanted? He was in this time loop and he just kept like eating people <laughs> and shitting them out and then eating them and shit. So they get the safe open, they get the money, and then suddenly they're like, oh, we've bumped up nuking the Vegas. So you have like 10 minutes to get the fuck out of there. And they're like, oh no. <laughs> by the by, yeah. we bumped up nuking Vegas. Can you bring yeah. me that head real quick? I've worked on film for a while and I know you can't bump up shit to like, to like even just turn on a camera. It takes like nine people and a whole rigmarole for the government to drop a bomb on a city. You can't bump it up. There's no bumping it up. Like why do they bump it up? Would the plane have like a headwind or something? Like they, wanted to, they wanted to drop it on the 4th of July as a big like firework. And they very were very like, American. And they were like, that's kind of insensitive. So we're going to like do it the day before. That's a plot point. Yes. <laughs> I do so, need to watch this. Dave Batista's like, fine, let's get out of here. We did it. We got the money. Let's leave. Oh, oh, where's my daughter? Oh, she's off scrambling around Vegas, getting kit captured by super zombies, trying to save her missing friend who nobody gives a shit about the second she finds the friend the friend gets murdered by a super zombie so waste of my fucking time also now everybody who tries to save her dies except for dave batista so now everybody in the movie died because of this chick and she's the only one who lives and i hate her for it like you're invested enough in the movie to have feelings about it it's true 
but at the end, like for as dumb as it is, worth watching. Again, not the dumbest zombie movie I've ever seen, and sure, certainly, certainly not a bad time. Just long, and the plot was stupid. well. To put it in context, would it work for shitty movie Sunday? Yes. Yeah, that's because when you're explaining that, I'm like, I'm gonna put that shit in the vote tonight. Unless you say, because some movies wouldn't work, they wouldn't work for shitty movies. You said they wouldn't, then I wouldn't. But it certainly sounds like it would. Here's the here's the problem, and here's what I will say about it. Like, if this was cheesier or lower budget, it would be so much better. Right, right. It's slick and really like super produced. So I feel that almost doesn't make it super good for Shitty Movie Sunday. Right, you right. guys will make fun of it and laugh. Sure. And it's and fun. It's fun. And it's, you know, it's not as winky winky as Zombieland was. And I liked Zombieland. But like, sure. I felt like this maybe could have winked a little bit more or had a plot that knew that its shit was together and not just like, oh, are we a time loop movie now? Nope. Skip over that. Oh, hey. We don't understand how mercenaries work. Fuck it. Let's go move on. <laughs> the zombie stuff is awesome. The, yeah. Oh, there's a zombie baby again for no reason. No fucking reason. There's a whole thing about this like fetus that glows and some of the zombies eyes glow. I don't know. No reason. Um, <laughs> it's almost like they put a setting on the movie like zombies eyes glowing. That setting was flipped up for a couple scenes and then maybe yep. they. Oh, was this going the whole time? Just flick it back down. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. They like for no reason. Why are the zombies eyes going? Uh, Cause it's cool. Okay. But why are some of their eyes going? We're never going to explain it. Why is the baby glowing? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. You know, I had a good time. The, the Like for what I tuned in for cool VFX, cool zombie killing zombie tiger. Wow. It delivered on all three fronts. So mm-hmm. I can't be mad at it. You know, some people are like, Oh my God, there's dead pixels. Okay. Who gives a shit? What is some people mean? are, like when you're watching a, a TV or something on a, on your screen and an LED, like a single pixel goes out, it can mean that your television is fucked. Right, right, right. It's but a it, QC yeah. thing. It's it's something on the the camera sensor. It's in the movie itself, baked in. Right. So it's almost like what what, what the film the film itself has yeah. that on it. So the yeah the it's a sensor problem, and usually quality control will flag that, and somebody like me goes and paints it out. Single little blip. Oh, got rid of that. Right. Boop. Got rid of that. Well, they didn't, and people are like, oh my god, you made me think my TV was broken. And it's like, okay. <laughs> the weirdest thing about those dead pixels, though, is they were walking down a hallway, and they saw a bunch of their own dead pixel selves on the floor, <laughs> and then they were like... <laughs> <coughs> right? right? Yeah, that's pretty good, man. See what I did there? So, look, it's, it's tough, because when you have a big-budget movie, you almost expect more out of it. Sure, yeah. But- if this was some schlocky 70s thing, I would have been like, this movie's rad, guys. There's a fucking zombie tiger. Enough said. All right. Worth the watch, then. Fucking worth the watch, for sure. But it's not good, but it's cool, right, right. and it's splashy, and it's fun, and it wants to have a good time. So I give it credit for at least delivering on wanting to have a good time and trying to pull that off as the best it can. Just stupid plot holes. That's not how mercenaries work. I'll put it in uh I'll put it in the shitty movie vote tonight and I'll I'll let you know if we wa- if we watch it if it gets voted in I'll let you know how we feel about it. <sighs> yeah, I I'll be interested to see what you think. I think you'll be you'll be like, "Yeah, it was fine. Not good, but That's what not- it sounds like. Yeah. Dude, if you say that, like I I almost will never rave about something that you don't. We should do an episode just about that. What's movies that like Warriors that I think is great and you're like, "Meh." Yeah. Well, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is great and you're like, "Meh." 
Well, no, usually you think it's great and yeah. I say meh. But yeah. what, what do I think is great? And you're like, eh, I don't see it, Matt. Oh, yeah. Warriors, Warriors is a like big Warriors. one. Um, Dust Till Dawn. You don't, you don't think that's great? No, I think it's inconsistent. Sorry. I just, you got to watch the YouTube video to see the look that I just gave him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel that, slightly betrayed. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just parts of it that w- when it turns into the fun vampire movie, like, it gets a little too goofy for me. Ah, I get, I, not, not, I, I get that. Not, not a, an invalid statement at all, but and I'm on board. The vampires are inconsistent. Sometimes they're this yeah, kind yeah, of vampire, yeah. sometimes they're that kind of vampire. And I mean, the deaths are cool. The gore is cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just a gun me. shaped like a penis. Don't forget about that. They just sold that at auction, man. It went for I think it went for nineteen grand. Looked awesome. Pew 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 pew. Um, I I don't know. It's just one of those movies. Everybody's like, I bet you love that movie. I'm I'm like, actually, it's just because okay. yeah, that's because like, I Warriors. I guess Warriors is not a movie I would think you would be in like in, specifically interested in. But Dust Till Dawn has so many things in it that I think would appeal to you. Honestly, I'm going to use a line from Matt's book. I think it's pandering to me. (laughs) So this is how it feels. Yeah. It's like, it's pandering to me. It's like, hey, you like sexy boobs and vampires? Here you go. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, you like blood and guts? I'm like, yeah, I do. And they're like, here's a bunch of it. And I'm like, huh. Okay. Here's some vampire. But like, like, especially if Fred Williamson's in it, right? He's the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he turns into a vampire, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look super good. No offense to the. No, the, I agree. The, I agree. Yeah, it, it. But it's like, and some of them look great. Some of them look amazing, and it's just like that consistency seemed weird to me. I get and that. that. That's one know. of those movies, though. It's like, like if you go just by like say vampire design and vampire execution, there's so much there that even if a quarter of it looks shitty, which I'm not saying it does, but even if you were to say a quarter of it is terrible looking, the other seventy five percent is so good to great looking that like. Great, like fucking um, Tom Savini eventually turns into that big rat monster. Get yeah. the fuck out of here! You have a cool. rod puppet of. I mean, yeah. I'm on board. Like the rest of it can look a lot. It's like you say about the zombie versus shark. There's multiple things in that movie that if the rest of the movie were kind of like blah, I'd be super psyched about the movie. But there's so much cool stuff in there. I love what it does. I love that it's like halfway through the movie's like you thought you were watching this kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. I wish I wish more movies did that. I love that. Um, that's that sucks when it's wrong though when it's not done well or it's too big of a jump or it doesn't yeah. like some of those some movies do that and the, the the two movies are not both interesting like for me that's a huge jump in that movie but i love both movies yeah no they did a good job with it with that aspect of it and i don't know again it's not bad i, I don't want anybody to be like aaron hates dust till dawn right right no, I don't you just don't it. have it's a just, biggest boner about it no yeah it's it's not something that like if i had a chance to if it was this or something else i probably wouldn't pick dust till dawn gotcha gotcha it's it's fine though and it's super fun super fun and if it gets people into looking up what tom savini does looking at sure other yeah yeah robert yeah. rodriguez movies look, watching quentin tarantino movies great but again yeah. it was doing it, it was just saying let's go over the top with what we know we can do well and it yeah, delivers yeah. on true. all accounts of that but like i also the first time i ever saw it was with my mom and that was awkward because she was dancing on the table with during the during the dust, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, when they got to the titty twister, yeah, uh, it was well, like the, she leaned the over. Second, the second they drive up to the bar and it's called the titty twister, I'm like, oh no, oh, I'm watching this with my. She mom. was like, Aaron, oh, no. what does titty twister mean? Oh, it was uncomfortable silence for the last like hour of that movie. Mm, I, again, I, you know, I saw it later in college again. It was like, oh, fun, but like 
that awkwardness will <laughs> never leave my the, like it's an awkward taste. The best is, you know, my sister, right? You've met yeah. my sister a bunch of times. My sister is Aubrey. fucking loud, boisterous. Yeah, her name is Aubrey, or it's Aubrey, but we say Aubrey because from her New York. She just does not give a fuck. And she is two years younger than me. We used to be at dinner, like at high school. In When we were in high school, she's two years younger than me. We'd be eating dinner and she'd be like, hey, Matt. And my mom would look at her and be like, Aubrey, don't do it. And Aubrey would be like, fuck. And my mom would be like, Aubrey, I told you not to do that. And Aubrey would be like, fuck. And she would think it was funny. I would get killed for that. But she would think it was funny. She would smack my mom in the butt and call her toots just to make me laugh. And my mom would be like, Aubrey, don't do that. And then turn around and Aubrey would smack her again because my sister just gives no fucks. We watched a movie. I think it was the movie Teeth, but I don't remember. But whatever movie it was, we watched it as a family. And there was a, a moment of a girl masturbating. And it wasn't... Gra- I mean... You didn't see that, but she stuck her hand in her pants and was rubbing her crotch and yeah. moaning. And my dad, I don't know if he was trying to break the tension by feigning that he didn't know what was happening or if he was being goofy, but he was like, what is she doing? And Aubrey was like, dad. And he's like, no, what? She's like, dad, you know what she's doing. He's like, no, what is she, what is she doing? And she goes, dad, she's, and Aubrey just yelled this in the middle of our living room. And we were in high school. She's masturbating. She's rubbing her vagina with her hand. And I like—I don't know if that helped. I mean, at least it made it funny that she was just yelling about masturbation to my dad. But like, it just, that's one of those things. Like when Aubrey's dead, if she dies before me, I will tell that story at her funeral. You know what I mean? I'll be like, some of you will remember Aubrey as the surgeon. Some of you will remember Aubrey as the dedicated mother. I will remember my sister looking my father in the face and saying, <laughs> you should, you should bring an AV car out and play the scene from the movie. <laughs> but also have that awkward moment of like, all right, wait, where does this RCA cable go? Does this, all right. Uh, how do you hit sort? What, how do you change the source on this? Oh, oh. And you have like six people like standing around being like, oh, you got to switch that. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, did you try, do we need to try hitting this? Yeah. Try Put hitting TV in. video. Yeah. <laughs> is the power on? Is it plugged in? Let's cycle the power. Plug yeah, it in. Yeah, a bunch of fucking Everson kids doing it. Oh, my God. That's hysterical, man. Um, What else you got? You got another movie? Well, I, I do have a couple movies, and I but I think they're quick. Can I? Yeah, hit them. Can I tell Arf, Arf, Arf first? Yeah. I think we've probably talked about this before, but if we haven't, this is like a defining moment in me and Rumi's relationship, and it just kind of came up on accident over the weekend, but... <sighs> <clears throat> years and years ago, I lived with a girlfriend who I used to scare constantly. And I'd scare her all the time. I'd hide behind a door. I would, you know, jump out from behind something and scare her. And she always screamed. <laughs> but I could see in her face, even when she screamed, she recognized it was me. And tell me if you guys have had this situation where someone jumps out from behind a door and screams or yells boo or it scares you. And your gut reaction is to turn and scream. But the entire time, you know it's your friend. You know it's the per. You know who is doing it, so you know you're not in actual danger or anything like that. But your body is is instinctually scared by that, so you jump and scream. Right? I wanted to kind of circumvent that moment of recognition at the beginning, so I worked on how I scared her and figured if I went down on all fours and said "arf arf arf" instead of yelling "boo" or "rar" or whatever, it would scare her more because we don't have a dog, and why would I be that low? It might fool that part of her brain that instantly recognized me as, you know, an almost six foot tall, goofy looking fucking redhead kid. Right. And it worked. I used to scare her more. 
the person I lived with after her, it worked even better on. And that person now co-hosts a podcast with me. <laughs> when Rumi and I lived together, I and we called it Arf, Arf, Arf. I used to Arf, Arf, Arf this fucking guy all, all the, the fucking time. time. And it worked every time. He would scream really good. I mean, in your defense, it wasn't a girly scream, but you screamed. And I would wait like I knew he'd come home from work at about like 545 or whatever time it was. And I'd wait between two parked cars. He'd pull in, park. And as he was walking, arf, 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 and I'd scare the shit out of him. I know I did that one numerous times in the apartment, too. You like wait for him to walk in the room and you're at calf level. So yeah. it's like it's a it's a big I mean, what is that? Do you remember how any of those? Felt? Yes. So. Yes, because you don't expect a person to be there. You are looking for a person <laughs> at human height. When something pops out at a lower level, you at first, your eyes immediately scan face level danger. Right. And it's that moment. That, here's what it is. It's the moment that you can't spot it, that it takes your eyes to travel mm. lower. <laughs> and your your body's like, I don't know what it is. And it's so fucking freaky. And I got to test this out once because I got to work at a haunted house. And I started, they're like, go to um, corridor six and scare people there. Great. All I had to do was wait till people come around the, the corner and scare them. And I, and I would, at first I jumped out of human height and it was working pretty good. But sometimes people were like, uh, when I did Arf, 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 100% of the people <laughs> fell down. They would fall down. And then you'd hear them going around the corner. Why did he bark? <laughs> Did you actually arf, arf, arf in the high-pitched voice like we used to do it? Arf, arf, arf. Yeah. <laughs> it scared right. 100% of the people terrified. <laughs> Why was he barking? Talk about homework. Everybody, please try to arf. This is like Fight Club homework. Arf, arf, arf one person in the next week. And please, guys, comment on our social media and yeah. tell us how this worked. If if you don't videotape it, videotape it is even better. But at least you know, tell us about how it worked to arf, arf, arf. Be, be careful who you scare. Don't kill anybody, please. No, I mean, try not to kill, but yeah, try to scare them. Scare them good. Make them think twice. Arf, arf, arf. So the best part about this was working with Rumi. I mean, living with Rumi. I did it to him all the time. And he. I remember you doing it to me a couple times. And I remember being successful, but not yeah. as I'm hard to scare like that. Usually. Very. Usually you would know I was there. Right. Where you'd be like, Rumi, you're in the ninja. kitchen. Like, and, and. The funniest thing is, I think sometimes you would just throw that out just to see, like, you would come home and be like, if I were to arf, 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 where would I be? <laughs> and, like, I remember times I'd be up in my room, like, doing work or something, and you'd hear, like, I see you in the kitchen room, and I'm like, what? Oh, really? You, like, you were just <laughs> I like, don't remember that. Like, like, yeah, once you were like, oh, I thought you were going to try and scare me. Like, <laughs> I think you would preemptively try and stop it. So you I did think try you were, to get me a couple times. You but... were better at, at circumventing it because you knew you knew where I was hiding as opposed <laughs> to maybe it not working. When, when it was pulled off right it sure well, it's, a, it, it's a fail safe yeah, yeah it's a fail safe scare um point point of fact there was a night usually when we lived together usually i think um i would go to bed usually after you or you'd go up at least we had rooms upstairs you'd go upstairs and go to bed before me there was one night i didn't feel good and i went to bed earlier and i went to bed i went to sleep and i slept for a bit and i woke up and i woke up drenched in sweat and i mean drenched in sweat and i went to the bathroom came back into my room. This is like the middle of the night. When I came back into my room, I turned the light on. And when I turned the light on and looked at my bed, there was like a gross sweat imprint of my whole body. I had drenched myself. I was sleeping in either gym shorts or boxers. So I remember, stand, and I remember this, standing at the foot of my bed and dropping my boxers or 
shorts. So now I'm standing there naked, wondering <laughs> if I should change the seat, the sheets. When from behind me, where my closet was, I hear, arf, arf, oh God. <laughs> and I whip around naked. <laughs> and Rumi is jumping back into the closet. <laughs> Oh God! So because- from my from my point of view, Matt goes to bed, and I he- and I'm in my room watching TV or whatever, and I hear him get up and go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm gonna get this guy so good, I'm gonna hide in his closet, and the second he lies down again, I'm gonna jump out and arf 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 in the dark, scare the shit. Yeah, out that of this would guy. be good. And I'm in the I'm hiding in his closet, and. He comes in and he turns on the light. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to get him so good. And I jump out. And there's this fucking naked guy right there. I was like, oh, God, oh, our phone. <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it was fucking hysterical. And I remember you were being like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. It was like a PG-13. No, you said a PG. It was like a PG ass. And I was like, yeah. what? And like at this point, I had clothes back on. And you showed me. You turned like kind of mostly like it was almost like a not 45 degree angle but like 65 degree angle yeah like and I, then you ran your hands sexily like from your boob all the way down the side of your body over your like hip bone down yeah. to your knee you're like i just saw like this so i didn't even see butt crack <laughs> i had to justify it i was very concerned. oh my god that was so fucking funny <laughs> hysterical oh my so god. the other day uh i'm a man and i split the baby in the morning so I'll take him this morning. She'll take him the next morning. I'll take whoever wakes up, you know, whoever wakes up with a baby. He's not a baby. He's two now. Um, she had him. And when I got up, usually he hears me get up and dad, dad, he comes and says, hi, he was playing in the kitchen and he didn't hear me. And I walked up pretty close to him. He wasn't paying attention. He was playing with a toy. So I got down on all fours. I don't know why this is my thing. I wasn't trying to scare him. I was trying to walk, like walk on all fours loud enough that he would turn around and see me. And I thought he would think it was funny that I was doing that. I was incorrect about that. He, what happened, and I watched it happen to me and Amanda talked about it after, he heard or sensed my presence when I got pretty close and he fight or flighted and just jumped up and ran. And as he started to (laughs) uh, run, as he started to run, he turned around and I think he had the same reaction of like, why is Dada on ground level instead of like something that looks like my dad is crunched down on the floor and he screamed and started bawling and I felt terrible. I w- it would be different if I was trying to scare him because then I would have high five myself because that's a successful scare. Good job. But I was just trying to be goofy and I scared the shit out of him. What's and then that I looked at Amanda that has the dogs with the human old man faces. Is it Mouth of Madness? Oh, y- no, no, it's um. Um, 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 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake, yes, the seventies remake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, and I thought I thought of something very similar. So I thought of the dogs in um, Freddy. Freddy has dog, uh, human dog faces. Human right? dog faces. Yeah. Oh, but I looked horrifying. at a man and I was like, I just accidentally arf arf arfed our son. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Yeah. So <clears throat> let us know how your arf 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 experience. Yeah, goes. please do that, guys, and let us know. First, watch Fallen, then watch Frailty, <laughs> then arf 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 your friends. Um, I do have two two quick movies. Oh, I can at least I, do one of them. I will say you this too. One good one. A, a safety, another safety caution. If you're going to arf 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 somebody, make sure you get them when they're far enough away not to kick you in the face. Or have their dicks flopping around. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you didn't get knocked over by that. No, because at, at the haunted house, almost somebody somebody's reaction oh. was just to kick forward, and I was like, whoa, oh, that's. Whoa. <laughs> 
That's called a yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah. that's the only counter to a arf arf arf. This is just a kick to the face. All right, hit me with those movies, bro. Um. All right. I watched first. I watched Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, which is the Michael B. Jordan Amazon, oh, the best Punisher movie. That's not Punisher. No. No. That is not definitely even. not what it was. I mean, no, it's, 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 it's uh, an elite Navy SEAL. Go, this is IMDb. Goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder only to find himself inside a larger conspiracy. That sounds I didn't know about the cons- I didn't know about the conspiracy at first, but I was like, okay, it looked good. The trailers look good. It's got Michael B. An- Michael B. Jordan in it. It's based on a Tom Clancy thing. It was exactly what you think it's going to be the entire time. So, like, he starts on a mission. They do some cool Navy SEAL shit. Got it. You've established the tone of the film. Then there's a scene with him and his wife at a barbecue. She's pregnant as shit. Everyone's talking about how beautiful and pregnant she is. Obviously, she's going to die. She dies. And it's a conspiracy, and it's someone tried to kill him. They're killing his squad. Okay, now he's going to take it personal. Um, you have uh, Guy Pierce plays some sort of FBI guy. The guy who, does, who played Billy Elliot plays some like a G man, like a shady FBI guy who might be in on this conspiracy might've been responsible for Michael B. Jordan's wife being murdered might not be. That's actually played pretty well, but we've seen it a billion times. There's nothing in it that differentiates Billy Elliot. I've never seen him in that sort of character. He did a pretty good job. Everybody does a fine job. There's nothing bad with it, but it was like, uh Oh, this is the scene where the F, like they're going to do a thing and the FBI is going to look bad in it. And then Michael B. Jordan is going to think they're going to confront the FBI people. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Then at the end of like, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, you're like <gasps> Guy Pierce, the guy who was in charge of everything and looked like he was on Michael B. Jordan, but clearly was the bad guy the entire time is the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, and the action scenes are pretty cool, but certainly nothing to write home about. There's nothing like literally there's nothing in it that differentiates it from any other movie except one thing where they're talking about halo jump, halo jump, halo jump. We're in a plane. We're going to halo jump into Russia, halo jump, halo jump. The plane gets uh, missiled and the plane explodes, hits the ocean. And instead of what you like, it said, I don't know if it did this on purpose, but I thought we were about to get into a cool halo jump scene like we've seen a thousand times before. But instead it was a burning wreckage flaming going into the ocean michael b jordan swimming through a submerged plane to try to grab their gear bag which is very important to what they needed to do that was pretty cool just because you didn't expect that to happen otherwise it was exactly what you thought it was going to be and pedestrian yeah it was a paint by numbers revenge exactly military movie. exactly yeah. and nothing against it but then uh a day or two later i watched darkness falls from 2020 which has uh uh, is it Sean Ashmore who is uh was he either Bobby Drake or Bobby Drake's brother? Yeah, Sean Ashmore. I don't know if he, he is the twin of Aaron Ashmore, who is, I believe, in um, uh, 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 Lock and Key. Remember, Lock and Key had one guy that we yeah. thought was X Men. I think this guy is. Yeah, this guy is the X Men guy. He plays a detective who's. I read it as a father-son serial killer group kills this guy's wife and he goes for the goes after them. Okay, cool. I'll watch it. The movie opens with their home invasion and it is almost entirely one long shot of them menacing this woman in a bathroom, forcing her to take pills, and it is uncomfortable. I fast forwarded through it. 
brilliantly done if that was what you wanted me to feel going into this movie. But the rest of the movie is not like that, really. So I didn't think it was a good choice, but it is not fun. They're trying to make this girl take pills that you don't know what they are. You don't know why they're doing this. They keep threatening her son down the hall. And eventually the guy goes into there and you're like, what's going to happen now? He doesn't do anything. Uh, When you said this was Darkness Falls, I thought this was going to be the the Tooth Fairy Fairy movie. movie. Yep. Which didn't have a Tooth Fairy in it. That's a funny move. That's a funny story to begin with. But um, Bobby Drake comes home. The little boy said, Daddy, I have a dream that a bad man was in my room. He's like, oh, let's put you back to bed. Where's mama? He walks around. They eventually put her in a tub and make her slit her, or I think they slit her wrists in a tub after giving her sleeping pills. So Bobby Drake finds her and knows that it wasn't a suicide because she had everything to live for. No one believes him. Then there's like a quick montage of him like going down the dark path and growing a beard and working on the case off the books and stuff. And he Uh thinks that this is... Then finally, there's a woman who they try to do it to and her husband comes home early and they shoot him and they run. So now she says, she corroborates his story about someone tried to kill me in the exact same way they tried to kill your wife. It's not a suicide, it's a murder. So now he's trying to investigate it. But the cops still kind of don't believe him just for the sake of making the plot more convoluted. He eventually, in a very ass-backwards way, finds the serial killers and catches the dad and the son gets away. And the son somehow captures Bobby Drake's son. And then there's a standoff of, I'll trade you your son for my dad. And everything you think happened, happens. There's not a single thing. Bobby Drake is not an actor who can, in my opinion, portray this role. It just looked like a little boy trying to be sad and trying to be tough, depending on what he was doing. This movie has more taking a gun away from you scenes than I've ever seen in a movie before, where... I'm holding you at gunpoint and I get too close and you, now I've got it. It must've happened a thousand times in the sake of, in the span of an hour and a half. Um, There is a lot of like, there's a couple things where you're like, okay, I have you and your son has my son. How is this going to happen? Like, what's the next step? Oh, that's the next step. That seems stupid. Oh, the son was in the trunk, but he didn't say anything until after that seems stupid. It was just very stupid. And it's true. It tried to be really suspenseful. It tried to be really serious. And I think the bones were there. I think if they had played with it a little bit, they could have made it something more better than what it was. But it was just the whole time. You're like, the chief's going to chew him out right now. Up oh, there it is. He's going <laughs> to do it. He's going to do it anyway. Up oh, there he goes. Um, the serial killer dad was played by the... Yeah, I'm gonna need you to work today. That guy, yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the picture. And right he now. did a very good job, but the problem was he was the cocky serial killer that knows that he's outsmarted the police the whole time, but he just played it very characterish. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was just too overblown the way he was talking. His son was a creepy looking actor who played a creepy looking guy, and he did a good job. But then, like, he takes this cop's son the cop's son the whole time doesn't realize he's a hostage and he's like yeah i'm your dad's partner and the kid just like believes everything he says you're i mean, the kid's a terrible actor you would have hated it the kid believes everything he says even though he's the son of a cop and a murder victim he's yeah. just like okay i believe you oh. <clears throat> there's a standoff at the end that you think is going to be pretty cool and you think is going to have an extra leg to it and it doesn't it's exactly what it Looks like it's going to be, happens, and then is not. There's a couple real violent, like, 
beatings and shoot to the heads that come out of kind of nowhere, which is like what we refer to as like those not like popping the balloon up a little bit. Yeah, where you're like, like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that. But that's it. Otherwise, it was as a movie was just like pedantic of like boop de do ba de boop ba boo is exactly what it was. And I realized that literally like halfway through, I was like, this is how it's gonna be. But I was like, ugh, I'm already so like I'm already halfway in. So you just recommend? Yeah, I was like. I, it wasn't even, it was for the sake of being a completionist. It's not even like I wanted to know how it was going to turn out because oh, I could have told you how it was going to turn out. That That's the worst kind of movie where you're like, well, I'm in for 45 minutes. Might as well finish this fucker. Oh, I hate that. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's almost movie. like it's, it's like when you, when you, it's an outline of a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both the movies just, they felt like the tagline yeah. was the whole script. You're like. But you, you do that and then you build the scenes on top of it. It's, it's not just A, B, yeah. C, D. It, yeah, that's it's a good just way paint by numbers. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I mean, well, yeah. give me Give me your good one. My good one is Mitchell's versus the Machines. I've been dying to talk about this. Oh, yeah. You've hinted at little boners this, about this. Yeah. So this is from the humans that brought you Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and the Lego movie and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2, which I love. Mitchell's versus Machines. This movie is pure joy on cinema. I cannot recommend this more it's a family movie it's an animated family movie so it is more you know geared towards family and kids but i mean how can you not have a good time with a very well animated movie that's super stylish it has that spider-man into spider-verse vibe where like funny little things are drawn on top of it like it's about a girl who is going off to college she's going to film school she wants to make movies so i was like yeah just like me I, i recognize that kid i relate to this little girl um, yeah, and her little brother loves dinosaurs, and he's kind of awkward, and he's like, yeah, but what are we going to do when you leave? And she's like, it's okay, we'll still be pals. And her dad is super awkward, outdoorsy guy who doesn't understand her like desire to make movies or whatever. He's like, whoa, how are you going to make money? Maybe you should have a backup plan. And her mom is like quirky and fun, and they're just a very quirky, weird family. And she's like, well, I'm going off to college, and she cannot wait to get out of there and go... And his, her dad's like, we'll drive you to college one last family trip in the car. And it's like, oh, no. So that's how it starts. Meanwhile, is this, a, is this a new movie, like 2020-ish? Yeah, it just came out like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, meanwhile, there's this brand new, let's say Apple phone for the sake of what we're talking about. Like yeah. new giant phone comes out and the guy who's like the Bill Gates of this universe, he's like, you know, forget your old phone. We got this new phone. It's it's awesome, and it's a it's like a robot. It looks like a robot. It'll do stuff for you. Pick bake pancakes, clean your house, whatever. And the old phone's like, uh, no, you can't forget about me. And she basically takes over all the robot like helpers and starts capturing humans and building this giant like prison cage to fire off the into space. The phone does. Yeah. Okay. The the phone does. It makes more sense when you see it, but like the phone has you. like. The phone has like a face on it. It's like, you think you can throw me away? Well, and she takes over and then like the new robots, they look like little white, like drone robots with like guns on hands and stuff. They start kidnapping the people. They freeze them with like a freeze ray, put them in these blocks, build the blocks into a giant tower and they're going to launch the tower into space. That's, that's the plot. Why why, why are they launching the tower into space? To get rid of the humans? Get rid of humans. Yeah. Like you think you can just throw me away? You think like, cause, cause. Basically, the phone's like, you think you can just throw me away and replace me? Like, bullshit. I'm going to replace you, shoot you off into space. So the family is super dysfunctional. They're having a terrible time, and they're just trying to make it work when this robot apocalypse happens, and they have to, like, figure it out. 
and two of the robots they they mess up two of the robots real bad and so the robots are kind of good kind of bad depending on like which glitch they have they're like hi we're here to help you we're here to destroy you well they're gonna take them along anyway they figured out how to like destroy the phone if they can plug in this like usb device into the usb port it'll stop it yeah hilarity ensues there's a bunch of great references there's like a dawn of the dead reference that i love like just very funny very stylized just it is it a fam- it's a family film like that was the yeah. demo they were shooting for very much so but it's super well done like in a great way like, like, like spider-verse was like yeah 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 the okay. human characters are so good like I, you definitely connected with the the girl because you're like oh man i i remember that like i just can't wait to go make movies and go to college and be you know figure out what what i'm gonna do with my life and like as a new father there was all those like oh my god as a dad i just hope i'm not messing up my kid's life yeah. by no, trying to are. do the good thing <laughs> then she realizes that like her dad gave up what he wanted his perfect life to be so that she could have a better life, which was like, Oh God, Oh God. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cry the whole time. So yeah, she, she has this little moose the whole time that her dad gave her as a kid. And she realizes it's the log cabin that he built that she was born in. And that's what he wanted to live in that log cabin his entire life, but like sold the log cabin so that they could have a better life together. And I was like, Wow. When you realize that, like all the tears and then just them reconciling, even though they're like goofy and they figure it out how to be a good family. And it's amazing. They always keep crossing paths with this perfect family. That's Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, who are actually a married couple in real life. And they're like this perfect family that like does like ninja kicks and beats the robots and stuff. But they're like, okay, we just have to do that now. (laughs) And they like can't even do one ninja (laughs) kick, like falling over. It's hysterical. I I just I loved it. I love the style. I cannot recommend it more. I mean, if you dig Spider Man into the Spider Verse, this is not a superhero movie, but it's in that same vein of like makes you feel great watching it, and it's just super good. You look like you were getting choked up, so I didn't make the joke, but I was going to ask if you and the supervisor cried while holding each other <laughs> while watching it. I I because it hit all the notes of like new dad how like and and how you want to connect with your child. Oh, I bawled the whole time. The whole time. I was just like, uh, uh. And was that awkward for the supervisor? Like, did it, did he try to like pat you on the back at all or no? No, it was a good thing. I watched it with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical. Uh, it's a good movie. I, I, it's yeah. Super funny. All right. Just don't watch it with your supervisor. Cause they'll make fun of you for crying the whole time. <laughs> You're like, oh no, man! Let's watch uh, Paddington Bear instead. <laughs> Paddington Two—that's the prison rape one, right? Yep. <laughs> they didn't put anything in Paddington's mouth that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how did he? How did he smuggle the marmalade into the prison? That's what I want to know. Bears have big old butts, dude. <laughs> Up in the man purse. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I saw this meme this week that was like horror movie fans be like I want to relax and then they watch a movie where a woman saws her own head off with piano wire <laughs> it's true yeah that's how we did I it. saw one that said something similar where it's like uh, you know I'll watch, I forget the wording of it but it was like I could watch a horror movie like Saw and sleep like a baby, but then I watch true crime and I'm up all night. Oh, no. Oh, it was the other opposite. It was like, I watch true crime all night and sleep like a baby, but then I watch Saw and I'm really nervous and like can't sleep. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can watch people getting tortured, no problem. And then like a cartoon, I'm like, oh, I just want yeah. to be a good dad. Uh. <laughs> Spider Verse got me choked up a bunch of times. A couple bunch of times of about times. like doing the right thing in in general. Yeah, Spider Verse. Spider Verse got me. The Lego Movie got me. I that movie's great. Like that movie's all you know. Oh, the imagination and so good. Ah, I mm-hmm. love those movies. They're just killing it. Sony Animation is killing it. As far as like their their last three movies that they did, and and wait till Paddington three. I don't think that's Sony. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, we got we got sign off, but guys, let us know what you've been watching. Did you see Mitchell's versus the Machines? Did you cry? Did your supervisor see you cry? <laughs> the best is oh. I'm imagining you're watching that movie and the tears start. And your supervisor is around the corner on all fours, just waiting for you to walk around that corner to our far, far view. And then he like slowly, quietly stands up instead and comforts you. He's like, I was going to scare you so good. I was going to get you so good, but all right. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website, launchpadpod.com. Watch us on YouTube. Let us know how that our far, far goes. Let us know what you've been watching. I mean, let's blast this thing off. We've been the Rocketeers and we are out.